The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I know that many of you might have heard already the story of Mark Zeitland. Uh, it's brought in Rabbi Pesach's Chrome book. But this is this is um, this story means a lot to me because I actually met Mark Zeitland many years later. I was walk, I was uh, driving back to Lakewood one Mosei Shabbat. I was going down Coney Island Avenue. I don't think you guys remember this because it's many years ago. But on Coney Island Avenue, between, I think it's uh, Quentin and P, or maybe O and P, I'm not sure. But there was once a billiards there, a billiards, a pool hall with a bad name to it. And I remember driving down Coney Island Avenue. And as I'm driving down, I see a bunch of Jewish boys. A few would keep us and a few not, with their hands up against the wall, and the cops are frisking them down and arresting them. And when I saw this, I was like, What's going on? These are our kids. So I pulled the car to the middle lane of Coney Island Avenue, where there is basically only those stripes. And I stopped the car and I told my wife, I, I gotta go help these kids. I jumped out of the car. As I'm running between the cars to get to the sidewalk to try to see what is going on, I literally eyewitnessed out of nowhere this guy on a bicycle, on a bike, comes flying down the block on the sidewalk. He jumps off the bike while the bike is still going, okay? And he runs up to the cop and he cries with tears and screams at the same time, these boys are Jewish boys! You can't arrest them, they're good! And I was like, where did this guy come from? It was like literally like Superman, he, he flew, I mean he didn't have a cape, but maybe he did. He came flying down the block out of, out of nowhere, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Mark Zeitlin. And he flew around and he runs up to the and he's screaming and crying. And the cops were taken back. Their jaws dropped. They were like, okay, buddy, calm down. Don't worry. No, he starts fighting with them. These are good kids. These are Jewish kids. They're not like the other kids. Whatever they have on them, drop it. Leave them alone. And he was going at them. And he wouldn't stop. And you're not going to believe this. The cops ended up relenting. He was too emotionally powerful. And he grabbed these kids and he hugged them. And he took them down the block and he was talking to them. And the cops were just looking at each other like, where did this guy come from? And how did this happen? I, I, I witnessed, I watched this. I was in shock. I thought I was the big Superman here running across the street to try to help these kids. I was like a deer in headlights. I was like, uh-huh. This was, wow, such a heart. It was a lion heart on a bicycle. Let me tell you the story about Mark Zeitlin. 1969, there was a uh, cross-country bicycle marathon. And Mark Zeitlin along with the best of the world, came together on this cross-country, tri-state, three-state 
bicycle marathon. And he was training. And the marathon took place. And Mike Zeitlin somehow or other outcycled all the other contenders. And when it came time to finish the race and come in first, he was so happy, Mark Zeitlin, as he's crossing the finish line, he puts his hands up in the air and he screams, Yes! And he rips through the ticker tape and the crowd is cheering for Mark Zeitlin. A young Jewish boy from Brooklyn, not religious, with a less Jewish name. But just then, instead of the judges coming and running over and giving him that magnificent trophy, everyone sees that the judges are in a huddle, in a circle, talking to each other, fighting with each other. Till one judge walks up to Mark Zeitlin and says, Mr. Zeitlin, I'm sorry to tell you, you're disqualified. He said, what? What do you mean? I won. First place, fair and square. Where's my trophy? He says, no, you're disqualified. You see, here in the rule books it says they found a, one of those never-to-be-looked-at-again laws because they knew he was Jewish. And out of the anti-Semitism, they wanted to take it away from him. They found a law that said that in order to qualify and win the race, your hands must be on the handlebars at the time that you cross the finish line. And because his hands were up in the air, that was the moment that they disqualified him. Mark Zeitlin, he was so upset. He was broken. Not much broken. He said, this is not fair. This is anti-Semitic. They ignored him and they disqualified him. Mark decides, if this is what happens to a Jew trying to contend in the United States, He's going to show the world what he can do. Most people would have rolled over and broke. Most people would have thrown in the towel and said victim. But not this guy. This guy was a survivor. He took his bike and he flew out to Israel. And he sent a letter. He sent a letter to the Israeli government telling him that he's here in Israel to right the wrong of what they did to him in the United States. And sure enough, they heard about it. World famous cyclist. He came in first. He beat the world's best. And because of that, Israel had an eye on him. They wanted him to be part of the Israeli Olympic team. The Olympics were right around the corner. They wanted him to come and qualify for the Israeli Olympic team. And he said it would be an honor. For the next three months, Mark Zeitlin was seen going up and down the hills on the entry to the city of Jerusalem. Five o'clock in the morning, he started to train again with his bike, going up and down those steep hills. The Castel, for those of you who know a little bit about the entry to Jerusalem, very steep mountains. And he was training to be the best in the world. But this time, no one's going to take it away from him. There's not going to be any anti-Semitic rules because this is Israel, the land of the Jew. Mark continued to train. And he was so happy that now he's going to get his chance to show what he can do. He's not folding. He's not a victim. One morning, very early, a car is driving right by Mark on the highway. And the car pulls off to the shoulder and stops. Out walks a man with a beard. Looks like a rabbi. And he waves down, he waves down Mark Zeitlin. And he says, hey! And he walks up to Mark and he says to him, tell me, you're from Israel? He says, no, I'm from the United States. 
He says, what are you doing? I see here, you every morning, you're going up and down this mountain on your bicycle. Are you training? He says, yes, I'm training for the Olympics. I want to qualify to be accepted on the Israeli team. I want to show the world what they stole from me. I want to show the world what a Jew can do. I'm not going to fold. I'm going to be a champion one day. You'll see. The rabbi was so impressed with Zeitlin's oomph and his gusto and his attitude to conquer that the rabbi said, you're a special neshama. He says, what is that? He says, I'll tell you. Can you come to me this weekend? Come for a Shabbat. We'll discuss everything. Mark says, I'd love to. I don't know anybody here in Israel. I'm a loner. He gave him the address. That Shabbat, Mark came on his bicycle. He spent with the rabbi Shabbat. And he tasted something for the first time that he never knew existed. A Shabbat experience on a magnificent Shabbat table. And all night, the rabbi and Mark spoke about Hashem, about Torah, Shabbat, religion. A religion that Mark knew nothing about. He grew up in the United States completely secular. He grew up in a very wealthy family, but completely secular. It turns out that after Shabbat, Mark loved what he heard, and he said, Rabbi, I make you a promise. I'm starting to keep Shabbat from this weekend on. And then the Shabbat after that, he came again to the rabbi and kept his second Shabbat. And then the weekend after that, his third Shabbat. And now Mark was a regular in the rabbi's house. Shabbat was Mark's calling. And now he doesn't come by bike anymore. He walked. Well, the big day came. Letter in the mail. Mark Zeitlin was invited to come down to the tryouts to make it. The tryouts for the Israeli cyclist team. The Olympics. 1972. Mark was so happy. This is my moment. But then when he takes a better look at the invitation, he sees that the day they're holding tryouts for the Israeli cyclist team is on Shabbat. Mark says, well, it's probably a mistake. They're Jewish. They know uh, we can't come down on a bicycle. Come on. So he calls up the, the, the office. And he says, hey, you know, I started keeping Shabbat. I can't come down on Shabbat. So, you know, I'll come down Sunday. They said, Mr. Zeitlin, the tryouts are on Shabbat. If you don't show up at tryouts, no matter how good you are, you don't make the team. He says, no, but what are you talking about? I can get you a gold medal. You know what I did in the United States. You know how they robbed me. This is my moment. This is for, this is for the Jewish people, Israel. They said, Mr. Zeitlin, if you don't come down on Shabbat, you're not making the team. He was so hurt. He says, I don't understand. In America, anti-Semites. But this is Israel. I'm dealing with Jews. He goes down to the office. He pleads and begs. He says, I've been, I've been five o'clock in the morning working out for months. Please. Nothing doing. Well, Mark came back to the rabbi that Shabbat and he says, my whole life, my whole life is done. All I wanted to be was a cyclist. First place, now for the Olympics, a gold medal. And I thought for the Jewish people. But you know what? Here's my gold medal. My gold medal for Hashem is Shabbat. And that right now is bigger to me than even my cycling career, my whole life. And Mark Zeitlin did not go to the tryouts on Shabbat. And instead he spent the Shabbat with the rabbi again. And he did not make it on the Israeli Olympic team. He didn't make it. And you can imagine how broken he was. 
where there on TV he saw the entire Israeli team boarding the plane, going out to the Olympics, and he wasn't on it. But then the news broke. When the Israeli team came to Munich in 1972, the terrorists broke into the locker room of the Israeli team and they opened fire with machine guns and they murdered the entire Israeli Olympic team and the word came back to Mark and he said, What? Hashem! Shabbat! You saved me. The only Olympic cyclist who didn't make it to Munich because the tryouts were on Shabbat he wasn't going to be a victim. He was going to be a survivor. He was going to be a world-class gold medal cyclist. But he was ready to even give that up. After punch, after punch, after punch. For you, Hashem. And Mark Zeitling goes on from there to tell the world his story. On how Shabbat saved him. How he never gave up as a Jew. And how Hashem never gave up on him. Amazing. He comes back to the United States years later. I saw him in the Murray Yeshiva and he'd go all around Brooklyn on his bike and he would be somebody giving unbelievable chizuk to people. Like that story I told you on Coney Island Avenue years later, how he saved those guys and he told those boys, no matter what you're going through in life, don't throw in the towel. Don't go for the quick fix. Believe me, if anyone had it hard, and he told them his story. And how they robbed him twice. But then Hashem showed him. Hashem showed him how his life was turned around. We should be zocheh. To be from the people to inspire. Especially at the times that we have our difficulties. Thank you for listening. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.